0: been here enough times, I don't need to be, I don't need no darn introduction, do I? No way, Jose. I'm so happy to be here again and connect with you with the heart of love and to play with you in the field of activating some love, baby, all right? so you've heard birds do it, bees do it. Even educated fleas do it! Let's do it! Let's activate love! Cape Cod clams against their will do it! Even lazy jellyfish do it! Let's do it! Let's activate love! Chimpanzees in the zoo do it! Some courageous kangaroos do This morning right here in Monterey, let's do it. Let's activate some love. Because love is an energy that invites us into it, but it doesn't activate itself upon us. That we have to be the receptive vehicle and be in choice as well to activate this loving energy and to activate this loving power, which is the truth of who we really are. So would you be willing to activate a little more love in your being today? Yeah, really? yeah. So I want to thank you for letting me be here again. It's always wonderful, and I'm glad that I have my a granddaughter with me today. I thought I would humiliate her for a moment. You don't mind, do you? <laughs> Welcome, Isis. I'm so glad that you could be here with Grammy to have some love, right? All right, so let's talk about love for a minute, could we? What is love? How do you know you're experiencing love? How does love feel? How does love feel? It feels warm, fuzzy, sweet, peaceful. W- w- love, love is wholeness to me. It's like, you know how you feel when nothing's missing? Like you feel whole, complete, you're not striving, looking for something else. Love is is love is also an emotion that we feel. Okay, that's how that's um, emotion. Uh, truthfully, emotion is is a physical response. Emotion is a hormonal response to what you're thinking. I hate to break it all down, <laughs> but hormonal response that means something's happening in the body and you feel it. And something in you is initiating that feeling, in other words, where our attention is going, manifests feelings in the body. I want to talk a little bit about understanding, breaking it down. To kind of, we're going to go back up to the wide, expansive, universal nature of God, but I have, we have to understand that this wide universal consciousness is really experienced in such a minimal way through the physical body and at, until we awaken, evolve the brain. So we need to understand what's happening so that we can uh, not be torn asunder, but be able to expand. So let's just look at that. Could we just look at this for a moment? So we got, just as an emotional nature, we have love, okay? We have love, and, and love follows certain perceptions that we have, meditation, you know, and, and, and kindness and thoughts of self-compassion towards ourself and others. We, we start to experience love. Love is the nature, nature of, the, of the divine, of course, and it's your true nature. So whenever you're peaceful, whenever you're in a spiritual experience, you feel what's naturally who you are. You feel love. But we have this other thing that's happening at the same time. We have uh, the fear-based brain. Okay? We, have a f- we ha- also have fear. So we talk about love, and we talk about the opposite of love is fear, not hatred, right? It's fear. And both of us walk through this life experience trying to experience more love and struggling with the fact that fear arises. Am I the only one? Am I the only one that experiences fear? No, no, because fear is the human condition. And we're collectively con- we're connected everywhere, and we got more and more fear that's showing itself everywhere, right? And so we also have, it's good to understand that we have a fear-based brain. It kept the species alive, okay? It's a li- the lizard brain, they call it, the survival brain. And, and we're working within this body-mind system and that there's a part of a voice. we got this fear-based voice in the back of our head that's saying, watch out, watch out. That could hurt you. That could take that away. That's not going to happen. And fear, anxiety, fear is always related to thoughts of the future. Do you know that? Usually, you know, our, the future that's un, unknown or we go through transition, whenever the future thoughts become painful, they, they stimulate fear. Okay? So fear, and this is the important part I want us to understand. Fear, we've heard it say fear is not real, right? It's true. It's a perception. But we have, we have a mind-body system that's trained to look for fear. It's not a bad thing, but it's automatic. It's default. There's this default setting that goes to fear, now, this is important to understand so that you realize that, that your fears <laughs> is your mind-body system at work keeping you alive. So we can start to put it aside, not as the big scary monster, but that fear is operating and fear is directly related to our conditioned mind. That's your repetitive fear-based mind just going, going, going. So our practice of returning to love, first of all, has to start to understand to see through some of that fear, that it's not who you are, it's not what's going on, it's just not even true. And a lot of the things that take us out and make us feel bad and and feel fear and be afraid is this conditioned program that we live through. And the awakening soul begins to wake up to see more clearly, to not be believing just the fear-based brain all the time, but to be able to wake up to a bigger perspective. Now, how many of you are interested in living from that higher perspective, that perspective of love? Heck yeah! Come on, everyone is. Of course we are. It's what we want. Now, Ernest Holmes says, Love is the grandest healing and drawing power on earth. Love is the grandest healing power on earth. Why? Because love is God, love is universal consciousness, love is your true nature. Love is who we are. When we align with it, we align with that grandest healing power there is. The life that has not loved, is not lived, is dead. Love is the sole impact impulse for creation. The man that doesn't have love is the greatest incentive has not developed the real creative instinct. So love is our true self, right? Love is our true self. Love is the only self that wants to be lived and expressed. And tapping in and learning to tap into love and learning to activate love will keep us on the track that we are supposed to live in. And fear takes us off the track and keeps us stuck in the old conditioned ways. Got it? So we've got love. Love is our true nature. Love is available. We all know love. We want love. We want to experience love. Love is calling us. We spend our whole life seeking love. You know, we, we even find alternatives to, to love like, like, oh, I love that, and I feel love every time I go shopping. I love that. I feel love every time I eat that yumminess. I feel love every time I get... Validation from another human being that says, Oh, I love you. I feel love through all the validation that I can get. Then we spend our whole life going after, trying to endlessly seek after those things that we have an illusion that is going to fill us with love, right? We want love. But by now, we begin to understand and learn that love is not found external to ourselves not. The external world is a reflection of the love that we've already made a connection to within ourselves. And I think most of us go through our entire life learning this lesson. Looking for love. Looking here and there. And now we begin to find that connection to love's presence, which is innate and it is true. And When we're not feeling it, we're out of it. We're looking external to something else. And we want to come back here. So we've got what have we got so far? We got love, our true nature. We know it's there, okay. We also have a real this real fear thing that's that takes us completely off guard, will pull us off track, will make us make decisions that aren't for our highest good, and 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 it sits on the back of our shoulder like this, like the devil saying, watch out, watch out, right? So we have these two things, but Jesus said in the New Testament, Ye cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two masters. Either you will love the one and hate the other, hate the one, love the other. We cannot serve two last masters. And so we must start to we must make this choice on a daily basis. What will I serve? What will I believe in? And break break it down even further than that. What will I put my attention on? What will become so important to me that I will choose differently? That I will choose differently. And we all have to come to that point. Oh, we come to it every day. What perspep- perception will I choose? Father, this great Father Pedro Arupe It was from a book, and I can't remember where it was, so forgive me. He says, what you are in love with seizes your imagination. And it will affect everything. Now, we know that's true. You're in love with something, you know. It could be art. It could be a music. It could be a human being. It seizes your attention. You can't think about anything else. Oh, my gosh. It seizes your attention. And it will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you will do with your evening, how you will spend your weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, what amazes you with joy and gratitude. And so the invitation, he says, fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. And the question is, what are we falling in love with every day that is determining our life? Because it's falling in love is another way to say, what am I putting my attention all all the time? And so it's like, I must make a deeper decision on a daily base to fall in love with love. To fall in love with peace. To fall in love with the divine. To fall in love with with awareness. Because there is no happiness outside of that alignment with that true self, with that love, with that presence, with that God, with our, with our I am presence, with that nature, as much as we seek everywhere. So of course, I want to give you four easy steps. Because <laughs> everyone says, let's You should feel love. You should experience love. But how? How? We want to know how. Because the conditioned mind of fear is big. So the first step, we're going to look at these, we're going to look at four things. We're going to look at remembering, reframing, rethinking, and reactivating. Okay. We'll have a test afterwards. Remembering. This is the most important thing, and upon this remembrance, everything dwells. Remembering. Number one, fear is directly related to your thinking mind. You cannot think yourself into love. You cannot think yourself out of your problems You cannot think yourself into a higher consciousness. Fear is directly related to the thinking mind, and it must be interrupted. It must be interrupted. The best way I know to interrupt the mind and the fear-based thinking mind is to get into the present moment, getting into the breath, getting into our connection, taking a breath. The same principles that I might teach in psychiatry with an anxious mind is the same. Interrupt the anxious mind by taking a breath. Everyone join with me tomorrow. And bring all of your attention and awareness right into your own body temple, into the body. The body is the only part of you that's in the present moment. Your mind is not. It's in the future. It's in a future anxious thought perhaps. We have to get it out of the future and bring it into the present moment by putting our full and complete attention upon the breath in the body, feeling in the body, not making anything go away, but to feel it in the body brings us into remembering. In the present moment, in the breath, disconnects the fear and brings us into remembering. And depending upon what kind of a hormonal reaction your body's going through in the middle of anxiousness and fear, you might have to breathe a little longer than two or three breaths, and that's okay. We can't move to a higher level thought when our mind is spinning in fear. We've got to make an interruption. We've got to make an interruption of fear to come back into the presence. Remembering also, going in a deeper level, which we can communicate here at a spiritual center about this. Remembering, Fulfilling into the breath makes a connection with our true nature, our God nature, our divine self. Learning to love this presence as your number one remembering will change everything. The human side of us is constantly looking for outside sources of love. But as we make that choice, which you know, who will I serve and make the remembering. The more I breathe, the more I'm in the present moment, the more I evoke the divine presence, the more I call upon my I am nature, the more I go inside, the more I fall in love with that presence, that presence will transform everything. We don't transform life, our life. We don't fix problems with the mind. The mind's the one that created them. We can only do it by expanding our awareness and going to a higher place. And the divine presence within us is our true nature. It has the ideas. It's universal. It's expansive. And it has what we need. So we have to, that's our practice. Number one, remembering. Remembering, taking a breath, making that connection. Once I make a connection and go into the breath, I can think clearly. You can't think clearly when you're in a fear-based mind. You can't. So now we've taken a breath. Say, I've taken a breath. Can you say that? I've taken a breath. I feel good now. I remembered who I am. That's right. Now I can take whatever's been going on and I can reframe it because I can think differently. So reframe... A reframe is an easy way to take something out of the little teeny box that you 've been spinning on and place it in the context of a bigger picture. Reframe it right what's a what's a really big problem when you're stuck in it when you take it and put it over here and set it in a bigger picture it's not a problem it's like for for example uh. One of my favorite reframes is to continue to remember that this is just the middle of the journey, it's not the end. It's the middle of the journey. So we're all on the hero's journey. We all go through ups and downs. We go through this and this. And whatever circumstances that's bringing us into fear, we think it's the end. Oh, my gosh. But it's not. It's just another, it's just another step on the journey in the bigger, wider perspective. If you were standing, if you were standing in line at the DMV, Yeah, right? And you're getting more and more irritated and and, uh, I don't know if fear would be it. Maybe you stand in line someplace else for more fear. But if you're standing in line and you're in fear and you're in worry and you're in anxiousness and you're in anger and irritation, that's where you're at. But what if somebody called you? What if somebody called you right then and said, hey, you're not going to believe it. You just won $10 million in the lottery. Your perspective changes. You're still standing in that same line. You're still going through that. But just because this new information that came into you has changed your entire perspective. You're being able to generate. We have to become generators of our own choice of emotional experience. We cannot let life circumstance generate our emotional experience. Empowered universal beings that we are learning new skills that I'm learning to generate an emotional experience. I've got to find new ways to set this old thing that's eaten me alive into a different perspective. Reframe it. Find a way to reframe it. This is a little thing. Something else is happening that I can reframe this in a way that's going to bring me back to love. Would that be good? So, how many can think of a problem right now and be able to find a new reframe for it? Something. I was just like, you know, something good's going to come out of this. I don't know what it is, but something good's going to come out of this. Because God is, and I am, and it's all fine. Okay? The next step is to, is along with that same thing, is to rethink it. Rethink. And the first thing I want you to remember is to rethink anything, is to start offering loving, compassionate thoughts to yourself. Loving. Compassionate thoughts to yourself is the first step of rethinking. So, for example, if you're going through something and fear has caught you, you take a breath. Okay, but then you've got to start putting your conscious attention on something more real, more loving. It's like speaking to the anxious self with words of love. Speaking to the anxious self because factually... What's happening when we're in stress and anxiety or in fear, it's like the, it's not even you. It's like you as a child. <laughs> you know, it, it's like this scared little person. So how would you treat, if my granddaughter was crying, would I, would I scream at her and say, get away? No. So we learn to talk to ourselves that way, to embrace and with compassion, you know. No, it's all right. Soothe the fear and then give them a good pep talk. Right, so this is where we start talking to ourselves in a way that's that's assertive and true and empowering. And you got this. And the world is safe, and you are safe, and everything that you need is there for you. And I am this. And this is where we in the in my book in the I am teachings is this where we start really aligning with the higher self to speak with power and authority. That's like no. I am safe, I am loved, I am empowered, I am blessed. So we think differently. And then finally, it's regenerate. Regenerate love. Regenerate love. The more love that is regenerated through our body, through our mind system, the vehicle that the spirit can use... The more we, regenerate, we are regenerate, we're actually regenerating the brain. So we got consciousness, your mind, one with the big mind, operating through your body, mind, system. It's like this whole universal brilliance trying to find a way through our programming, through the brain. But the good news and what science is showing us is that your brain is changing all the time. And what is changing it is mind, real mind, consciousness, consciousness, God mind. Your own alignment with God mind is transforming and activating actual new cells in the brain, new cells, new belief systems, new ways of being. But it is us that can wake up and remember and then reframe and rethink and regenerate this brain system by regenerating and making the choice for love. Let me share one more writing with you. I love this from uh, John Wolcott Adams. When you, re- when you generate love consciously, how many know how to generate love consciously? Absolutely. Absolutely. It becomes in you like a mighty steam locomotive. It makes you powerful and propels you through life. Down a more direct path and keeps you on course. It goes before you, making your way happier than you might imagine. And it follows along behind you, leaving in its path many happy memories. And here's that glow with its beauty. It is strewn like rose petals to be picked up by those on the same path. Like a fragrant of a rose, love influences everything it touches and makes the lives of those who breathe in its sweetness more beautiful and worthwhile and richer and brighter. Regenerating love. We have the capacity when we align with our divinity to generate and regenerate love. Love is a power of transformation. And it's not just love as in the love from, you know, loving something that's there one minute and gone the next. Love is who we are. And our capacity to generate love, to walk and say, I'm gonna, how can love show up today? What does love want to do today? How can I be love in expression? How can, I, how can I love what's going on no matter what it looks like? How can I be a regenerator of love? So that that love begins to transform, transform the darkness into the light. That's the, it's the great... Science of the, it's the alchemy that transforms the lead into the gold, that transforms the problems into salvation, that transforms death into life, that transforms a spiritually dead life to a spiritually alive life. And that love is not from another human being, that is an expression and a practice zone to practice loving. But the love that we seek is innate in every one of us, wanting and seeking to be expressed through us, and it will be expressed through us through these choices. So let's go through these choices one more time so we really got it, all right? Remember. Remember that fear is not true, and fear is interrupted in the breath. Okay? I want... I'm going to stop, and I really hope that we, I'm not trying to say that you're not remembering. I know I don't remember. <laughs> this is a daily practice to remember that fear is a, a reflection of a conditioned fear-based mind collectively, okay? It's all over the place. It's all everywhere. But it's not who you are. So we want to remember that, and we can remember that in our mindfulness practices, in our meditation practices, and in simply in connecting to the breath. Right now I can remember, and to be in this present moment, I remember. I hook in. I remember. Because I remember, I can take whatever's going on and reframe it. Love is an expansiveness, and fear is contraction. Everything fear touches, it contracts, but love is expansion. So expand and reframe whatever's got you with a bigger perspective, and then rethink. I'm going to rethink. I'm going to offer compassionate thoughts to myself, and then I'm going to be able to rethink everything else. Ask the presence, and finally, I activate love by remembering that there's one life, and I love that life. There's one life, only one life, and that life is God. That life is love. That life is wholeness. That life is the presence. There's only one life, and that life is who I am. I am that life. I am generating and regenerating that love every single day by choosing it, calling it forward, calling it forth, generating, 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 and knowing that love is the only power here. Life is the only power here. Love is the only power, and I am that, and I stand in that, and I generate that love right here, right now. Mother Teresa, when she was once asked, how is it that you can do so much? How is it that you... Can do so much, but she did a lot. And she said, "Well, I'm married to Jesus." And she says, "I am so in love with my beloved that he just can't do enough for me. I'm just so in love with my beloved that my beloved cannot help." but activate its presence in and through all aspects of my life. So I leave that with you today. I leave that with you today, knowing that each and every one of us are open and receptive to this divine love, this powerful energy moving through us, expressing through us, transforming everything in our world that we had believed in fear, and we make the choice again today. Let love rule. Let's activate love and let it run our lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and so it is.